So I tried this week to, uh, I read through our reading and was really trying hard to find a spot in this week's reading where I could speak to mothers out of it. And you know, the pickings were a little slim as far as trying to find a spot that did it. But I was able to um, pick a spot from last week's reading that I thought had a good uh, couple of phrases in it that I think are really good. And as I was studying that, I developed a message out of it. So I want to start with this this morning. You can see out this, on the screen up there the many stages of carrying a child. Um, for the moms in the room, I want you to think a little bit. It depends a lot on where you are in your process of being a mother. There's a lot of different stages there are. And the first one comes, I know that a lot of times uh, uh, girls and young women dream of getting married. Another thing a lot of times they dream about is someday when I have a child. They, long, you know, they, they, they dream about having a child. And when you do that, you, when you dream about something, you get a, a vision or a picture in your mind. So you're thinking about, you know, what, what color hair will they have and what will the personality be and boy or girl and you think of life like that. You dream about it. You had names for the child before you even were thinking about it. You started to think about, what would I name a child if I had a child? You have ideas and dreams. And the interesting thing is, the longer you dream about things like that, having a child, you start to develop a burden in your heart for some that doesn't even exist at that point yet. And you have a burden to see that come to pass. The next stage is uh, you uh, start to, you, you get pregnant and you carry a child in your womb. And for how long? From the time of conception until it's, the baby is born. And that comes with the following. I did a little research and I apologize because I've never, I mean, my, my wife has obviously had children and I've experienced it through her, but not done it myself. But So I did a little research. The carrying of a baby in your womb comes with these things. Great excitement and great anticipation. Nervousness and fear. Nausea and vomiting. Fatigue. Varicose veins. Heartburn and indigestion. Bleeding gums. Swelling and fluid retention. Hemorrhoids. Skin changes, stretch marks, congestion and bloody noses, constipation, backache, dizziness, headaches, and weight gain. So basically the reality is, as moms, you gave up your body to bring forth a new life. And that is powerful. Your body is never the same again. You carried a human being in your womb physically for nine months. On average, what that means is that right there in your belly, there was at least, at the end of your pregnancy, at least on average 13 pounds that sat right there. Now, it doesn't mean that you didn't have more weight that you gained with that, but 13 pounds between the baby and all the extra fluids in your stomach and Frankly, I don't even want to think about what that's like to have 13 extra pounds just sitting, you know, in your stomach like that. You carried that uh, burden of excitement, anticipation, nervousness, and fear for nine months. Then the baby's born. And the next stage of carrying is you carry that baby in your arms. Carry that baby in your arms from about the time they're born till say roughly three when they start to toddle and even for a while in toddlerhood you still have to carry him but it starts to cross over after a while that you don't carry him everywhere you go you take him by the hand and walk with him but there's a period of time in there where you carry them from say birth to age three you carry him in your arms 
And that starts out, when you think about this, talking about physically speaking, that means for a while it's a, a, an, on average a seven-pound newborn, which I know that can vary, but on average a seven-pound newborn, until you get to age three where that child could be on average like 30 pounds and you're carrying that baby around with you wherever you go. Um, and if you think back of birth to age three, that child basically, in a lot of ways, went everywhere that you did. Made it difficult, if not impossible, just to keep up with daily routines and tasks. Um, I was thinking recently, we've been reminding that recently because we watch Arabella periodically during the day, and my wife says, I don't remember how in the world I ever got anything done. Like, doing laundry is a pain because she can creep now, so you can't leave her by herself just to go change laundry out. So things like laundry, going to the grocery store, paying bills, cleaning, working, all those regular routine things, when you do it by yourself, is pretty easy. Add one child between the age of newborn to three, and I don't know how you do it. You become a master of multitasking, and where's, Emily did a paper on this. I mean, we're talking not multitasking, but actually being able to do two things, um, one being mindless and the other one that you have to think about. But you become a master at doing two things at a time out of necessity, taking care of life's duties at the same time with a child in your arms. And think about that, all the things you did with a kid here and while you're doing something else with the other hand and vice versa. You can't remember the last time that you went anywhere without a car seat in your car. And you can't remember the last time you went anywhere without a stroller out in public. Or you can't remember the last time you ever went out in public without a diaper bag. That child required a lot of your direct attention at that stage. You carried a burden of exhaustion physically at that stage. When was the last time when you have a newborn to three years of age, when's the last time you got a full night's rest without being woken up? When's the last time you got to go to the bathroom by yourself? When's the last time you were able to eat dinner when it was still warm? And then sometimes you find yourself asking this question, I can't remember the last time I had adult conversation. You carried the burden also in that uh, from birth to age three, you carry the burden of wondering if you have enough to do and to be what everyone needs you to be at that stage. Then we move on to the next stage, from about roughly age four to, ver to age 18. And a lot of changes go on at that, but you carry the child in your eye at that time. You carry the child in your eye. The times of holding your child during that stage become less and less and less and depending on the child becomes to a spot where you never hold them anymore. Yet at the same time, even though you're not physically holding them anymore, they're always in your eye. You watch them. Early on it's for protection, but you watch them even when they're 18 for protection's sake. You watch them to guide you watch them also with fondness of watching your children. You find yourself saying this, which you never thought you would say when you are younger. You find yourself saying, it was a lot easier when I could just put them in the playpen or put them to bed and know that they were okay. You find out that they're beginning to experience life on their own, the good and the bad. 
the joy and the pain of life. You carry the burden of wanting to put them in a down-filled bubble wrap steel box so life can't hurt them. But you don't because you know that they need to spread their wings. You carry the burden of never being quite ready for the next stage that they enter. Those stages always seem to catch you unprepared and off guard. You carry the burden of wanting to hold them close forever, but you know that they need to begin journeying on their own. You carry the burden of beginning to see the day when they will be on their own and you wonder if they'll still need you. And then the last stage. Carry your child in your heart. And that occurs if you're a mom. That occurs for the rest of your life. That occurs even if you have a child that leaves this earth before you do and passes before you. You still carry that child in your heart. They've left your home, but they never left your heart. You find yourself praying for them in the wee hours of the night. As you talk to them and you hear what's going on in life, you wish you could make it all better for them, but you know you can't. You wrestle with how to let them live their life, but still be supportive and helpful. You carry the burden of questioning, did I do enough? Did I say enough? Did I teach enough? You carry the burden of questioning, questioning whether your example to them was adequate. You revel in having the opportunity to see the man or woman that they have become. And you carry the burden of wishing they would never know the difficulties that you faced in life, yet you know that those difficulties are the fertile soil where rock-solid faith in God grows. You carry the burden of having to let go in so many ways, yet forever holding on in your heart. There's a lot, and I don't even begin to understand because I'm not a mom. I'm a dad, and I come at things completely differently as dads we do. But moms, there's so many sacrifices and so many things that you go through, and for that, we're very thankful for what you do and continue to do and realizing that motherhood is a call that never ends. It continues on. It changes throughout life, but it never truly ends until we go to meet Jesus. Now, a word of encouragement for you. And this comes from the story of Moses. And I realize that Moses wasn't a mom, but he has a, a phrase that he says, I think that's, that's, that's very powerful. Um, I think sometimes that you may have found yourself making a statement which was like Moses had, which is this one right here. When he's talking to God and he says, I can't carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. And I'm wondering, moms, if you found yourself saying that sometimes, whether it's one child or two children or however many children you have, and you find yourself talking to God at times when you're at the end of yourself and you've done everything that you can do and the burden is heavy and you say, you know, I can't, I can't carry this by myself. It's too much. And it's not that you've given up or throwing the towel in at all. That's a statement. Um, and it's not a statement that you don't care anymore. Actually what it is, it's a statement that says that you say that because you absolutely love and care, your, care for your children so much that the burden can feel really, really heavy to carry. And I want to remind you of this, that remember this, when you find yourself in that spot, that you don't carry that burden alone. You don't carry that burden alone. First off, God is there to help you carry all of it. And if you will stop and look and work at it, there are people around you 
that can help you carry that burden as well. Could be husbands, could be parents, could be friends, could be children, could be a church family. Remember, you're not alone in your motherhood. And then we need to realize this. We need to realize what carrying burdens from God's perspective really is. And what that is, is it's really lifting them to God. See, the burdens of carrying children in whatever stage get heavy and they get unbearable. But that happens when we try to put them on our own backs and carry them on our own strength. We have a tendency as human beings to, to be so engrossed in what we're doing. And as mothers, it's so engrossed in the life of your child, which is wonderful, out of love and compassion. And we forget sometimes that this, this burden was not meant to be carried alone, but we, we tend to pick it up, put it on the back, and forge forward, and pretty soon our shoulders start drooping, and we find ourselves terribly fatigued on all fronts, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and recognizing that that's not what God meant when he said to carry those burdens. <clears throat> Moses went on to say this when he said this phrase there, when he said, this is too much, I can't carry it on my own. God had an interaction with him. It's where he called extra people to come along, and he said, I'm calling people to help you carry the burden of the people. And I want to tell you this morning what he was actually saying. As we say carrying the burden, we immediately get a picture in our mind of taking a burden, a backpack, and putting it on our back and carrying it. And that's not what that phrase means at all. When God told Moses that he would send people to help him carry the burden, he was saying, I'm going to send you people that will help you. Ready? It's not carrying the burden, but will help you lift that burden of the people to God. And so as moms this morning, I want to encourage you that when you feel weighted, when you feel heavy, when you feel like it's more than you can take, when, when you feel like your heart's going to burst or that you can't take another step physically because it's too much, what God is asking and, and calling you to do all the way through motherhood is to not look like it's something that you strap on your back and just bull your way through. It's a consistent and constant lifting of that child to Him. Remembering this, Moses also had comments to God about the people he was leading. He always said this, don't forget God, they're your people. And don't ever forget, moms, that God has given you these children, but reality, they're His. They're His. That doesn't mean that you don't care. It doesn't mean that you don't love. And it doesn't mean that you're not highly responsible to do everything you can because He's entrusted them in your care to do what? To love, to care, to nourish, to lead, and to help them to grow and to become what God intended them to be. But always remember, they're His. And that's why he's saying the carrying of the burden of a child is not something we do on our own. It's not something you do on your own. It's not something you strap on your back. It's learning the knack of taking those burdens about that child and giving them to God. And another thing you don't want to do is when you lift it up, the whole idea is, Lifting it up so what? So that he can take it. I think sometimes we think we're lifting it up, but you know what we do? We hold on to it and bring it back down. Then we lift it back up again and we bring it back down. What's that called? That's called weightlifting. And what does weightlifting do? Oh, it might make you very muscular, but I'm not sure there's too many women in the room that really want to be buff and muscular. You might want to be in shape, but you don't want to be a power lifter. And the other thing that happens when you lift something up and put it down and lift it up and put it down, lift it up and put it down, lift it up and put it down, you get what? Really tired and sore. And actually, 
if you keep lifting up and putting down the same exact thing after a while, let's put weightlifting aside, but anything else in life, we get kind of discouraged because we get sick of doing the same thing over and over again. Remember, lifting that burden of that child to God is with open hands, not with a grip. It's picking it up and saying, they're your child, God. It's beyond what I can do and giving it to him. Let him take that burden off your hands. That's what's meant by carrying the burden of your child. It's consistent through your life, lifting them to God in prayer and talking to Him in each and every situation. Remember this too, moms. You've been given a very high call and a great responsibility. I want you to think of it this way. The maker of the universe, God Himself, made everything. If you look out on this spring day, we see grass, green, dandelions, you look out there, they're starting to work land. A lot of flower gardens, the tulips are out. Daffodils, some are there. Some have already lost their leaves, but the trees are starting to bud. All those things, the birds are around singing. There's a lot of things going on. God made all of that. The maker of the universe has entrusted his child to you. He's entrusted his child to you. To do what? To take care of that child? To nurture that child? to love that child, and to lead that child to Him. The Maker of the universe gave you that call and that responsibility. And I want to put this out to you. There is no greater call than something like that. I think that's even a greater call than being the greatest preacher that ever lived. Because you have the opportunity of molding and shaping a person directly over years of experience. Remember this. You have, are, or will give up an awful lot to answer the lifelong call of motherhood. Don't get me wrong, there's lots of joy and lots of wonderful things, but there are sacrifices, and don't forget that. We see it, and we don't say thank you enough for what you as a mom give up or have given up for the sake of your kids. More importantly than humans seeing this, God sees it. God sees the sacrifices. He sees what you've given up to be faithful to the call of motherhood. And He says, thank you for your selfless deeds. He says, thank you for spending your life and sacrificing your life for the sake of love for that child. I want you to look at what God says regarding those who give things up for His sake. In Mark, Jesus says this, No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for Me in the Gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in the present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, and with them, persecutions. And in the age to come, eternal life. You see, God has a way of uh, giving back to you all that you have given up and given out for the sake of the call on your life, in this case as mothers. He has a way of making it up and giving it back. He promises some good things in payment in this life. He also, Jesus is also saying, when you sacrifice that way, there's also some persecutions that might come your way and afflictions. But in the end, in the age to come, there's eternal life. And part of you as a mom is not just 
how many people you shared the gospel with, but how faithful were you in the call of loving and nurturing and caring and leading your child to him. And when you do that faithfully, you'll stand before Jesus himself and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in that call. God's promised rewards in heaven. Rewards in heaven. And like I said, not only will he tell you, well done, good and faithful servant, if you remain faithful and true to that call, he'll place a crown on your head. And one of the jewels in that will be because you've been a mother and been good at it. I have a scripture for you. Um, a promise. And this is Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this morning that God has begun, this is true for any mother, whether your children at home or long gone, God has begun a great work in you as a mother. He's begun a good work in your child. And as you have been faithful to try to lead them to you, he's talking, I'll be faithful to continue to work at that thing that's in your heart for your child, their spirituality. But he's also begun a good work in you as part of being a mother. He's been working in you and working on you all the way through this. It's one of the catalysts that God uses to bring us into the likeness of Jesus for moms is making us mother, making you mothers. And in that, he is working on something in you and he's saying, listen, I'm going to be faithful to see that through to the end. What my plan was to make you into the likeness of my son one of the ways I'm using to, 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 to shape and to mold is you being a mom. And he's saying, I'm going to be faithful to complete that work. And you can rely on that faithfulness even when you find you're at the end of yourself. So it's a twofold thing. His faithfulness because it's his child to continue to work on it when you're at the end of your rope, but also to continue to work in you as an individual. Always remember this. Always remember this. Now, you might feel this way if your child leaves the home, that I'm done. You're not done. You may even feel sometimes that as if your child passes from this earth and dies before you do, that you're done. You're not. Because God still has things for you to do. And even in the midst of something as tragic as that, He can still work in you and He can still work through you as a result of even that. So realize this, that you're not finished. You are not finished as a mom until you see Jesus face to face. You are not finished as a mom until you see Jesus face to face. It's a lifelong call and a lifelong responsibility. Some final words of encouragement for you. And got these um, and applied them to moms. When God places a woman in a place of responsibility, He will fit her for it and maintain her in it. The promise there is that it's God that called you to that place of responsibility and He's going to see to it that you have what you need to do it and also He'll keep you in the midst of that. Another one, when God calls a woman to a certain position, He will endow her with the needed grace to occupy it. You need not worry about any stage of motherhood. If you're looking to Jesus, He's put you in that position and He will give you the grace to occupy it and occupy it well. This next one. God never sends anyone a warfare at His own charges. And therefore, all you have to do is draw upon Him for all you need. 
Now the wording of that first part of the phrase there is a little bit weird because it uses a different level of, of, of the English language that we don't use this way. What he's basically saying is God will never send you to war on, into war, spiritual warfare if you will, or spiritual war on behalf of another where you have to come up with the resources. It would be like you know, the example that's being pulled upon is no, no leader, no general, no, no uh, country's leader would send an army into war expecting them to come up with all the resources to fight that war. You know, to, buy their, to make their own weaponry, to, to buy their fuel and all those things there. No, when somebody is sent into war, the person that sends them into war takes care of all of their needs. And God is saying He never sends you into warfare, which mom, being a mom, is. You are in a, a spiritual war for that child. And you carry that burden until the day you die. And I would say this, that He doesn't send you into that war expecting you to come up with everything that you need to do that. All you have to do is draw upon Him for your need. It's as if you were a soldier and all you have to do is put the requisition in for what you need. I need fresh clothes. I need a light. I need I need a weapon. I need this. I need that. I need, I need support. And what God is saying, make the request known to Him and He will take care of it. That's His promise. You can never fail if you'll only cling to God. I like that statement because it's an absolute. You Get this. As a mom, you will never fail, ever, as long as you cling to God, as long as you hold to Him and look to Him, you can't fail. He'll take care of it. You'll also never run dry if you're drawing from His fountain. And I don't know, I'm old enough now at 51 and our children are past that infant to age 3 stage. They're past the infant to age three stage. And at that spot, there are times when it can be hard just to find time to, you know, you can say, not only is it hard sometimes just to find time to open your Bible, but it can be very hard not just to open your Bible, but to be able to have enough brain power to actually whisper a prayer to God from the time you wake up to time you go to bed. Because just about the time that your mind starts going there, somebody's tugging at you or screaming or crying or needing or whatever else. God's promising that you'll never run dry if you continue to draw from His fountain. You say, well, how do I do that when I'm busy? When you find yourself in that moment where you just haven't had two seconds in the last three days to yourself to even give to God, how do you do that? That's where the idea of drawing from His fountain comes something like this. God, I need Your help right now. I need Your help. I need, I need some of that living water right now. I need Your resourcing right now. It doesn't have to necessarily be. God understands. How do I know He understands? Because He's the one that gave you the child. And He's constantly watching that. You can do the best that you can to eke out that kind of time, but when life is just crushing you on all sides, having a heart towards God and drawing from a fountain is this. Do you realize, thinking about this now, if we were talking in the natural and you have birth to age three, the child's on your hip and you're walking along, if we were in an old fashion like this, and you're terribly thirsty, and there's a spring of water over there, all it takes you to do is to take about three steps that way and scoop up water and drink it. That's all it takes. 
And that child can still be on your hip while you're doing that. The child can still be on your hip while you're crying out to God. You can be doing all the duties of the day or whatever it happens to be, even caring for that child, even having one scream over there, and you can still be in fellowship with God. And he's saying that if you'll draw from his fountain, if you'll draw from his fountain, you won't run dry. So, motherhood is a place of great responsibility. It's a great, great responsibility. Our culture is at war about a lot of things as far as the home is concerned. Don't ever forget that motherhood is a place of great responsibility, and he called you to it. It's a very high position from his perspective. Our culture has diminished it. It is a high responsibility. It's a high position from God's perspective. It's a place of battle on many fronts. And you know what, moms? You're the only ones that truly know what that battle is really like. I can only speculate. I can only observe my wife and hear her and see the tears that she sheds. But you as a mom are the only ones that really know the battle that that roars. So all those things, the great responsibility, the high position, the place of battle, God puts you there and He's promised to maintain you. He's promised to give you grace. He's promised to give you everything that you need for that as long as you cling to Him and draw from His limitless fountain of resources. And as we close up this morning, I want to pray a prayer for you. May the peace of God equip you it's, uh, I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to pray. This is Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, may that God of peace equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in you what is pleasing to him through jesus christ to him be the glory forever and ever amen now you know moms i'm going to pray in general and then gary's got a closing song that we'll go to you you know and and there's a lot of things we could do to close this morning it's one of the rare days that i I don't want to linger long because i know a lot of people probably have special activities they're going to Go on this afternoon, which are wonderful. Um, Let's pray, and then we'll talk about closing. Heavenly Father, I, I lift to you right now. I lift to you the moms in the room. I lift to you even all the way down through the the girls and young women who don't have children yet that are that that think someday about wanting to have a child and what will that be like and the dream and all that stuff there, Lord. I I lift that all the way up through, Lord, all the different stages to even the moms whose kids are all grown and gone. I even lift to you the moms that have already lost a child to death. Lord, we we lift them to you. We're thankful for them. We thank you, Lord, that you have graced us with moms like these people. We thank you that they've been willing to answer the call, that they've been willing to sacrifice their very lives for the well-being of their children and their nurture and care. And Lord, I pray we lift them to you, Lord, and we ask that you would do what you promised to do, which is to help them carry the burden of raising children.
Lord, I pray that You would also remind them and teach them, Lord, that carrying the burden of children really is lifting those children to You and letting You take that burden off their back. Lord, I just pray that You give them that knack of being able to come to You, the fountain of living water, as they're in need regularly and finding the ways to be able to be in fellowship with You throughout very busy days. Lord, we're thank you, thankful for the example that they set for their children in so many ways, but most importantly, the example of faith, the example of trust in Jesus Christ and the commitment to follow in your ways. Lord, I pray that you challenge each of our, our moms here this morning, Lord, that they would recognize if they do that, they've done more than enough. Lord, I pray that you'd shield them from all the things that the world tells them they need to be about. All the things, are, all the pressures our culture puts on them these days of what they should be as women, as moms. Lord, I pray that they would look to You, the, the Maker of the universe, who gave them this call, whose child they're ministering to. Lord, I pray that You'd speak to their hearts, Lord, and show them what You're calling them to do and what You're asking them to do, Lord. And we believe, Lord, that You never call people and You never give them responsibility and you don't give them battles to fight without taking care of the needs. We ask that you would do that. And Lord, I do pray right now in the name of Jesus that you as a God of peace, of limitless peace, that you would equip each and one of the moms here, Lord. Equip them with everything that they need. Every good thing to do your will as you've called them to be moms. And Lord, I pray in each of their lives that you will work what is pleasing to you through Jesus Christ that you would do what's best for your kingdom in their mothering. And you'd show them that and give them glimpses of that. Lord, I pray that you give them real insight into your eternal purposes and what they're doing. And the vast effect it has on the kingdom of God eternally. We again thank you for them, Lord. Lord, help us that aren't mothers to find out ways to help carry that burden with them and to support we just thank you, Lord, that you have seen fit to give us mothers. And Lord, we just thank you also, Lord, for what they've done for us, Lord, and, 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 and what they do for the children involved. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Jeff is doing uh, nursery this morning, so the moms could be in here. So he's not going to come up and do a closing. So Gary, you can come out up. As we close with a song this morning, we do have prayer available on the sides you know, moms, I would just encourage you that if you're, if you're in that spot this morning maybe where the burden seems awful heavy, there are people around, whether it's up in the front or somebody sitting next to you, or it's one of those spots here, maybe we could say that maybe if you're one of the moms that still has children at home and it's a little bit hairy at times, there are some people whose children are grown and gone with moms that could probably be a real encouragement to you this morning. So, and no offense to the moms that are in that state, but... All you got to do is look around and look at some of the, the gray hairs in the room on that one, okay, that have done this and are seasoned and have been there for encouragement. So if you have a need this morning as a mom, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for prayer or simply turn to your husband or whoever else is next to you and ask them to pray for you as well. So blessings to you. Encourage you today as you go home and do your things after we're done. Enjoy your families today. Celebrate moms. Celebrate moms. They're a wonderful gift from God and they do carry an awful lot on her behalf. Thank you.